I'm Jaren. And I'm Chris. And this is The The Barker Barker Lounge. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome to The Barker Lounge, your one-stop destination for everything dedicated to the 90s sitcom known as Friends. Hey, this, what, y'all? It's Monday now. Hey, we're gonna talk about Friends. Woo, yeah, we're getting funky, everyone. Happy Monday! The Ides of March continue, and more importantly, the friends keep coming. Sure does. Huh? How you feeling, Chris? I'm, uh, I'm pretty, feeling pretty good about this. No, episode. you're not feeling lit enough. <laughs> we're gonna need some more yerba at this table. But don't worry, baby birds. We're gonna bring you along for the journey as we go into an episode we've been looking forward to for a while. Yes. Probably one of the biggest ones in Friends history. One you won't want to miss. And the infamous word break Hmm. will soon have a new meaning by the time we're done with this little two-parter. That's right. It's a two-parter, folks. All right. So we're going to hit you with the first one of what's this episode called? The one where Ross and Rachel take a break part one. Ooh, it says it on the title. Let's see how this happens. So we're going to start off this two-parter episode with uh, being at Monica and Rachel's apartment right now. Joey walks in, and as per usual, he's looking for food in the fridge. I mean, it's like, I don't feel like grocery stores really exist in the Friends universe. You just go next door for any of the basic necessities you need for uh, True. C- common cooking ingredients. And uh, Joey pretty much asks Monica, he busts out like a jar of olives, and he's like, So, Mon, how much are you going to give me if I eat all these olives? And she's like... Nothing, but if you eat too many of them, you'll owe me two ninety five. Wow, Joey's like, I was specific. Joey's like, deal. <laughs> I appreciate anyway. how she was ready with the math. Oh, she, you know, Monica, she knows her stuff. But uh, Phoebe comes in right, and she's like, I need an atlas. I need an atlas. Like she's like not panicking, but she's just like, I need an atlas now. She seems extremely urgent for something that's so random. Like, when's the last time you see someone just busted to an apartment? Quick, give me your thesaurus. Monica's like, why? She's like, well, I, I massaged this one client, and he's from some, like, it has, like, a G in it, she says. She basically couldn't say it. So um, Monica's like, well, I have a globe. So she's trying to look for that. And Phoebe's explaining that he doesn't speak English. Like, it's like an atlas, except you spin it. <laughs> But yeah, so the guy doesn't speak English, but he has a translator and, you know, Phoebe's trying to like figure it out so she can like possibly go on a date with him. Who knows? Uh, Shout out to Phoebe for going through the most extreme measures possible (laughs) to simply go out on a date with someone. And then Monica busts out a globe, but uh, it's one of those mini globes that can fit on your keychain. Yeah. I don't think uh, we were thinking about size conventions when we had that uh, conversation. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. 
And then Chandler walks in at this point, you know, and he's like, hey, does anyone need anything copied at the coffee place? You know, and uh, they're like, Yet no. another strange <laughs> coincidence. thing to say. <laughs> and um, they're just like, no, why don't, why, you don't have anything? Then why are you going? And Joey's like, you want to go see that hot girl, huh? Chandler's like, yeah. I kind of do. And then Chandler's like, why you want to go? <laughs> Joey's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, do you even have to think about it? So it looks like uh, they have their plans for the afternoon, as strange as they are. Insert intro. Did you know that we're gonna get some copies done? Wow, that was actually a pretty long uh, before intro scene there. A lot happened there. A lot of details. But, uh, so, now we're gonna take you guys to a new environment of the Friends episode. We're at the Copy Place. And, uh, Chandler and Joey... That's copy, not coffee, y'all, just so you know. (laughs) I know, change of pace. And, uh, Chandler and Joey, they go in, they're like, ooh, ooh, she's right there. And there's, like, one customer in front of them that's being helped out by a guy. And they're just, like, trying to wait it out. doesn't look like the hot copy girl. We've been deceived! (laughs) They're trying to, like, basically wait... For, like, the next customers to go to the guy so that they can go to the girl. But the thing that's, like, super funny is, like, uh, they're doing a thing. If anyone's ever seen this when they go to a store and someone's clearly trying to talk to someone they're interested Mm -hmm. in. They're, like, kind of looking for convenient excuses to, like, weave in and out of line till they get the desired results. Yeah, so there's, like, a customer in front of them and he's like, oh, no, 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 you go ahead. But the guy clerk notices it, so he's like... Chloe, some guys are over here. Can you want to switch with me? Because they have crush on you. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, clearly this isn't a Weird Al's first rodeo. Right. And I so, have a nickname for my man. So, Miss Chloe, the hot girl that they're eyeing on, you know, she's like, hey, I haven't seen you guys since this morning. Because <laughs> apparently they've already been there. Um, but she basically, she's like, what are you guys doing tomorrow night? You know, and... Wow, talk about extending the olive branch to Fast. potential stalkers. Mm-hmm. And Joey and Chandler are like, as in both of us? She's like, if you want. The way she's coming off, it's kind of sounding like you never know what could happen. So, or mysterious. Yeah. So could be she, either uh, one. basically invites them over to some, like, party that, you know, some DJ party type of thing. And so they're like, okay, whatever. So, now we're with Phoebe's date. They're kind of just walking the streets, and, uh, you know, she's walking with uh, the hot guy who doesn't speak English. <laughs> Translator is helping her out for sure. It's like every word. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen this on a date before, and uh, just by witnessing it, I can already tell it's extremely awkward. Yeah, I don't, that's kind of weird. I don't know if I could do that. It's kind of like uh, having a third will. But unfortunately, it's a third wheel that's actually necessary to the dating experience. Yeah, I'm, when I say this guy can't speak English, you guys, he can't speak English. It's very, very, uh, wherever he's from. <laughs> but um, basically, they're dropping off Phoebe. I have to say there because, you know, it's the guy and the translator. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> Phoebe is an attached package this entire yeah. episode. And, uh, you know, they're kind of getting to that part where it's like hot and heavy, you know, where they feel like they're about to kiss at the front door. But then... The guy who's translating, she's like, okay, we're good now. Like, you don't have to keep 
you know, we're at the kissing part, right? But he can't really turn <laughs> off the translation, so we're getting everything. Literally. So as soon as they start kissing, right, and then, like, partway through the kiss, the guy's going, <sighs> right? Like, as he loves the kiss. And then the translator's like, oi, oi, on the side. <laughs> You guys are watching. It just looks super awkward. Like, he's like doing the mur. He's translating the, the yeah. murmurs. And, and stuff. you can tell that the guy she's on a date with is trying to look at the translator, like, and talking to him in that language, like, "What are you doing?" Like, you know. And then Phoebe's like, "Yeah, moment's over." He's using <laughs> intense use of his body language, apparently. <laughs> so you know, not total miscommunication here. We'll see how this uh, so-called relationship ends up happening, but. We're back at Monica and Rachel's apartment, and uh, <laughs> Phoebe's there, and now she's finally showing uh, Monica where he's at on the globe. On her tiny globe, by the way. Yeah, she uh, finally gained some details. <laughs> it's a very small area, apparently, so uh, you couldn't really see it, but Phoebe's like, you know, she's trying to kind of inquire with Monica, like, hey, so, uh, you know when you're, like, on a date and the translator keeps getting in the way? <laughs> Monica's like... No, because it doesn't happen in like. Yeah, that's not exactly a <laughs> commonplace problem. So, and, <coughs> oh, excuse me. But yeah, so <coughs> pretty much. Performance anxiety. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Got my water stuck there. But uh, at this point, Ross comes in. You know, he's looking for Rachel. He's got flowers, and Monica's like, "Oh, she's still at work." But um. Nice try. She said to call her, <laughs> and Ross is like. She's going to flake again? It's our anniversary. And he now, if anyone's been keeping tabs over the last couple of episodes, you'll start to notice a trend here of Ross really trying to spend time with Rachel, but she's a little occupied. Understandably so. Considering it's also a new career for Rachel, you know, she's trying to prove a lot. So he's like, okay, well, did she say anything else? And Monica's like, look, this is if she's holding up a notepad. This is the extent. Of the message, okay? She just said to call her. That's all I know. So Ross calls her. Hey, sweetie. And she's like, oh, hey, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to make dinner tonight. There's a disaster in shipping. And she's going to be there all night. And Basically your like, worst nightmare when you're the new person at work. Yeah. And Ross is like, I'll just go there. And she's like, no, 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 no. No. Don't. And he's like, come on. So being persistent, right? So then after that, right, while they're kind of hanging up while they're talking on the phone, Phoebe's, like, pretty much talking to Monica at this point, saying, so I do have another date with Sergey, so now we know his name. And, uh, yeah, she's basically asking Monica, do you uh, maybe want to go so you can help the translator? Yeah, you can be our Eastern European buffer. Yeah, so thing once things get kind of hot and heavy, her and translator guy can just walk away. <laughs> All right, so we're now at Central Park, and I was going to say Choey again. Choey. The return of Choey. Chandler and Choey are hanging out. Watch out for Chandler. Why got to go there? But uh, they're hanging out, and Chandler's like, so uh, you want to leave for the party now? You know, they're getting excited to hang out with Chloe. Yeah, we went from uh, getting ready to go to the copy place to going ready to go to the party. Pretty much. And Chandler's like, yeah, you want to leave for the party now? Uh, Chloe said it starts at 10.30. Uh, what time is it? And Joey's like, it's only 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So eagerness. Clearly, they're like obviously not in a hurry now, and they're just kind of sitting on the couch and talking about the potential of. Uh, so, what do you think Chloe meant by? Uh... Yeah, they're like really ruminizing over the words. You mean both of us? Right. <laughs> From right. earlier. And so they're like, well. um... You know, I don't know if she was joking or not, but um, if she wasn't, maybe we should make some rules. Yeah, about to say, I mean, you're my friend, I'm your friend, we gotta have, like, a system. And Joey's like... like... They're both just being, like, really presumptuous, like, thinking she's trying to insinuate a, a little bit of something-something. And Joey's pretty much like, well, I know one of the number one rules is always keep your eyes closed, because, you know... You might open up and you might see something and like just kind of. I mean, I think it would be pretty hard to get into the experience with your eyes closed, but uh, hey, to each their own. Even trying to figure <laughs> out where would one be during this uh, enactment they're talking about. So. <laughs> like the amount of uh, detail that they're putting into this is hilarious. So now we're going to take you guys to Bloomingdale's where Miss Rachel works. And this is where it's going to start to get a little crazy. The hardest working woman in fashion, currently experiencing her first crisis. Yep, and uh, Rachel's on the phone arguing with the vendor because they got their order wrong. Like, there was some crazy disaster. And she's like, well, I want to speak to your supervisor. And whoever she's talking to on the phone with kind of got a little pervy with her on the phone, you know. So that's why she wanted to speak to the supervisor. And then at this moment... I'm pretty moment, sure the problem was there beforehand. <laughs> right? And then at this moment, Ross shows up, you know, with a picnic basket. He is super there. Like, he's just there. And Rachel's confused, like... Yeah, just like all of a sudden, dude just supermans into right. the room. And Rachel's like, why are you here? I'm busy. And he's like, well, it's okay. I'll be invisible. I just... I'll just be here setting up the food. You know, I got couscous. He, he literally brought a candle... Lit it up, everything. Meanwhile, Rachel's just... like secretaries in the background, like, oh, what a great boyfriend. Yeah. This is so perfect. I wish my boyfriend would do this for me. You're so lucky. He's not getting the hint, though, right? Because at this point, Rachel had to get in the. She's still on the phone. She's still trying to figure stuff out. And literally, as she turns around, something on her desk like caught on fire like the lovely flower arrangement uh, that mr ross had just sat down yeah. and blindly turned his eyes to yes and rachel's <laughs> on the phone still with the vendor or whoever and she's just like i gotta call you back there's a disaster in my office or she said something but it but was it's like... okay we have arrowhead bottled water to <laughs> spray vigorously all over the desk oh and other gosh. fashion documents and she's like what are you doing here like Literally, I don't. He's like, I just need just here, just ten minutes. I'll pour you some wine. She's like, Ross, I don't have ten minutes. Just go home. I'll talk to you later. Can we also talk about the magic luck that they didn't set off any kind of office fire alarm system with just that? Amen. That would have just been icing on the cake. <laughs> so at that point, Ross is like, fine, fine. Like he just leaves. He's like, fine. He just grabs everything. And leaves accidentally grabs their their three hole puncher. Actually, you know. that's our three hole punch. <laughs> Insert dagger glare. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, and if you guys remember in the previous uh, couple scenes ago, she did mention on the phone, "Don't come to my office." Don't. Yep, this is going to be a very important fact in <sighs> the upcoming war. Yep. So uh, you're going to want to listen to what happens right about now. Because now we are at Monica and Rachel's apartment. 
Look, um, about what happened earlier. Oh, well, I, I completely understand. You were, you were stressed. I was going to give you a chance to apologize to me. For what? For letting you throw me out of your office? You had no right coming down to my office, Ross. You do not bring a picnic basket to somebody's work unless maybe they were a park ranger. <laughs> yeah, well, excuse me for wanting to be with my girlfriend on our anniversary. Boy, what an ass am I. <laughs> but I told you I didn't have the time. Yeah, well, you never have the time. I mean, I don't feel like I even have a girlfriend anymore, Rachel. Ross, what do you want from me? You want me, you want me to quit my job so you can feel like you have a girlfriend? No, but it would be nice if you'd realize that it's just a job. <clears throat> just a job? Yes. Ross, do you realize this is the first time in my life I'm doing something I actually care about? This is the first time in my life I'm doing something that I'm actually good at? I mean, if you don't get that... Okay, I get that, okay? I get that big time, and I'm happy for you, but I'm tired of having a relationship with your answering machine, okay? I don't know what to do anymore. Well, neither do I. Is this about Mark? <sighs> oh, my God. Okay, it's not. It's... Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm making this too hard. Okay, what do you want me to do? I don't know. I don't know. Look, oh, maybe we should just take a break. Okay, okay, fine. You're right. Let's uh, let's take a break. Let's cool off, okay? Let's get some frozen yogurt or something. No. A break from us. Still stings. No matter how many times you watch that episode, it always gets you. I'm never going to get over the Ooh. fact that he just walks out the door instead of continuing the conversation. Yeah. I mean, jeez, Ross. Now, now Ooh. oh my goodness, I can't even. But So much to dissect. <sighs> That's a lot. That's a lot. So. But don't worry. We're going to have uh, multiple seasons to go over these problems. <laughs> Ooh. Multiple. Foreshadowing. <laughs> you beat me to it. I was going to say it. <laughs> but anyway, so we're at the bar now where, you know, Jandler. Jandler returns. Did? You did that to me. <laughs> we spoke it into existence, everyone. Manifest the Jandler. <laughs> <laughs> so Joey and Chandler are talking to Chloe. You know, kind of getting a feel. They're drinking. They're having a good old time. And... Ross is coming from, like, the corner where, like, the entrance is. Yeah, this party's getting about as 90s as you can imagine. And Chloe, and which, by the way, Chloe's name is, or who she's an actual uh, shout-out to. Angela Featherstone. <laughs> there you go. Is the actress playing Chloe. Um, but basically, she sees Ross from the corner, right? And she goes, dinosaur guy! And keep saying Jandler. You can't Shut unsee up. it. You That's can't that. unhear it. Don't worry, friends. It'll be a, a new hashtag. But, but uh, you gotta admit, it's way better than Choey. I like Choey also. Choey. He's a chewy Joey. And Chanis. 
No, we're not, we're not bringing that one back. Abort, <laughs> abort, abort, abort. But yeah, so she basically is like, it's dinosaur guy, and Joey and Chandler sees that it's Ross, like wondering, like, how do they how know each Ross other? How does Ross know hot copy girl? Right? And she's like, oh my gosh, I want to introduce you to my friends. Pretty much introducing Ooh. Ross to Joey and Chandler as if they don't already know each other. Wow, friend zone. So they just kind of play it off. In the worst possible way. They kind of just play it off and shake each other's hands anyways and look at each other like, seriously. But Chloe, (laughs) you know, she's like, yeah, he's my hero because one time he came into the coffee shop and he needed something to be blown up to 400% and we can't do that. But we were totally like, we can't do that, but we did it anyway. (laughs) And so now anytime someone wants to come in and do that, we just Ross it. Don't worry, we're going to Ross it up for you. And they're just totally unrazzled the by one, this story. They're the like, one, I can't believe the one this time the one time that Ross is cool. That it's good to be Ross. <laughs> and so then one of um, the same guy that's working with Chloe, he's like in the background. He's there too. And he's like, Chloe, you got a quarter for the condom machine? So she like walks away from, you know, the guys and... Pretty much, uh, Joey and Chandler are like, hey, aren't you supposed to be having, like, your anniversary What are you doing dinner? here? What are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, uh, change of plans. Uh, we're breaking up instead. <laughs> Insert <sighs> subliminal head turn. Crazy, crazy. Meanwhile, we're at the restaurant, you know, and uh, we're, we're just trying to have a good old time with Miss Phoebe. And now Monica's there trying and to help the out. Eastern, <laughs> Eastern European Dating Union. Yeah, and you can totally tell that this guy and Monica are kind of like, you know, they're kind of hitting it off, right? And it's like, so every time, so every time they start to like talk, you know, like Phoebe's trying to talk to her guy and he's like, instead of doing his normal translating for her English, he kind of He's kind of doing like uh, the the half-ass version. Yeah. Because for the first time ever, you know, he's getting some attention. Exactly, exactly. So we'll get more into details later on, but (laughs) basically like Phoebe was like, can you tell him about the something, something? And then he does, but he doesn't say the actual like name. She's like, but you didn't say. You didn't even mention the (laughs) Bujabachajin. And then, like, and then so then he gets back to Monica, right? Thinking, oh, okay, I have a break. But then Phoebe's like, well, wait, wait, wait. Tell him I like his suit. <laughs> it's just... Just know. like literally stopping him every time he begins a conversation with Monica to <laughs> translate something else. Because it's becoming super apparent that Phoebe is unable to have a reasonable romantic conversation with her new dating interest <laughs> without a little outside help. Exactly. So we'll come back to that. But meanwhile, Monica and Rachel's apartment. Rachel's by the window. You know, it's snowing. She's sad. She realizes that she shouldn't have just said that. Snow, rain, doesn't matter. All you know is that water is coming out of the sky because it's sad. And uh, the phone rings and she gets to it really fast thinking that it's Ross, right? She answers the phone and it's Mark. Ross's arch nemesis. And uh, he's pretty much like, Okay, here's my thing. In the first place, he's calling her, right? And she answers. He's like, the first thing he says, well, wait, isn't tonight supposed to be like your big anniversary dinner? This is also the second time someone has brought that. <laughs> so, but it's like me. Everyone knows the anniversary. But it just makes me wonder in that moment, like, why were you calling her in the first place? If you knew that already, right? That she was going to have a dinner. So then she's like, oh, hey, no, um, it's not happening. And then he's like, are you Okay. She's like, no, I just, I just thought you were someone else. He's like, no, something's wrong. So then, wow, she Mr. Tells him, insightful, all of yeah. a sudden. 
And he's like, okay, I'm coming over. I'm going to order dinner and blah, blah, blah. And Rachel's like, no, 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 it's okay. He's basically just coming over as a friend, you know, to just check on her. You guys can't see our air quotes right now. (laughs) And so we're back at the bar. We're kind of going back and forth here. And, you know, Chandler's telling Ross, like, just call her. Like, this this isn't you two. Like, this is not supposed to happen. Like, it's Ross and Rachel. Yeah, you know, you guys are supposed to stick it out through every situation. These are the tests that make relationships stronger. Right. So, you know, after a few drinks and talking, or, you know, Ross goes and finds the payphone to call, and uh, this is where it gets interesting. We're back at Monica and Rachel's apartment. You know, Mark is there. It's going to get spicier. Right. Mark is there with Chinese food, you know, maybe there's some spicy Kung Pao chicken there, who knows. But basically, Rachel is telling Mark what happened, that, you know, we need a break and uh, just all this stuff, right? But she says she doesn't mean it. And she's like, I tried to call him, but he's not answering. Mark's like, well, maybe he's out. She's like, oh, great. Yeah. Ross yeah. is too busy jumping all the way out the window right now. <laughs> she's like, yeah, that makes me feel better. And she's like... So then the phone rings, yeah, right? Maybe he's out thinking I don't want to be with him. Great. <laughs> so then the phone rings and she answers it right away and it's Ross. And she's like, oh my God, honey. Oh my God, thank you. I tried calling you, but you weren't home. Look, I'm sorry. And Ross is like, look, I'm sorry too. Maybe, you know, we should work this out. Like, and it looks like things are going to be great. Yeah. Fine. We're yeah. back. Until you hear Mark in the background saying, hey, do you want something to drink? Uh, and uh, Ross is like, uh, who's that? She's like, no one. So of course the microphones and landline phones are just super amazing back then. And Rachel's like, no one. And she keeps talking to Ross thinking that, you know, Mark's done talking. But Mark goes, hey, do you mind if I finish the rest of the apple juice? And Ross is like... Is that Mark? I, I feel like Mark was low-key the kid from the Sunny D commercial who's like, oh, purple stuff, green stuff. Oh, Sunny D! Yeah, so he pretty much hears Mark and asks, and uh, she's like, well, yeah, but... but, 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 but and, and he's like, got it. Click. click. Exactly. <laughs> At that point, Ross just, if you guys are watching us along, assume, he basically assumes that they're having an affair, right? So... You know, just manifesting his own reality. Mm-hmm. And once he hangs up on her, he goes back over to the bar and uh, Chloe offers Ross a drink. So uh, they start drinking a lot. Yeah, yeah. Now we're back at the restaurant where Translator is still talking to Monica. And uh, basically the date is telling... So he's, uh, wrapping up some uh, childhood tragedies? Yes, we'll get to that. But basically, the date is telling the translator to apologize for his behavior to Phoebe and to being all like not the best right now, right? So we'll let you guys listen to what uh, happens here. Gulp. The vet said it was time. And so from half a world away, while my mother held the phone to his ear, I said goodbye to my dog. In seven languages. Could I have a tissue? Oh, yeah, sure. I just hope you don't accidentally suck it up through your nose and choke on it. Sergei would like to apologize for my behavior tonight. Tell him apology accepted. 
Oh, he's unbelievable. I mean, for the first time in three years, someone actually wants to talk to me. But you think he would let me enjoy that? No! <laughs> you silly diplomat. Why don't you learn some English, Sergei? Excuse me, but um, isn't he paying for your dinner? Hey, the man's dog just died. Pinky boy. <laughs> I have just resigned my post. Would you care to accompany me to the rainbow room? I have diplomatic coupons. My pleasure. My guy has coupons. Your guy can't even say coupons. Whoa. <laughs> so, uh... Looks like that was a long time coming. Well, apparently three years, and he hasn't learned a lick of English. Or, you know, other than Binky Boy. <laughs> the dog's name, R.I.P. Well, let's not forget the importance of plate. Oh, Yeah. So when they left, like when Monica left with the translator, yeah. What's his name? Sergey <laughs> held up a plate and goes, plate? And she's like, yeah. And then what did he do? Held up a teacup plate? It wasn't even. It's a start. It's we'll a start. take it. <laughs> so we're going to go back to the bar. Ross is drinking with Chloe, you know. Also, don't piss off your translators, folks. Very important people. They make the world go round. Apparently. And globes. Oh, wait, you said that. <laughs> Alrighty. So, Ross is drinking with Chloe, right? And you can tell he's, like, kind of tapping his leg at the bar. But she thinks it's dancing. Ross is more just, like, frustrated, you know? And um, she eventually convinces him. She basically, like, drags him out to the dance floor. They're dancing, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, we go back to Monica and Rachel's apartment, where Rachel is bummed out by the window trying to call ross again round two no answer this time markless in seattle you can you can tell she's trying she didn't mean it you know back at the bar again and ross is dancing and uh kind of gets to the point where they end up making out and he is sliding further and further into the sunken place someone give him a life raft anything and by the way i was talking about chloe that's who he was making out with to not confuse anybody but at this point in the episode we're pretty much at the end of it you know it's we're at the to be continued because it's literally a two-parter and um the last scene though of this episode is pretty funny because we're at the central park phoebe's date sergey you know he's using her guitar trying to sing his version of american pie <laughs> ah music the true language but not in english Right? Well, he says American, but he says American. And Phoebe was trying to correct him, and he was trying to correct her, like, American. <laughs> Phoebe's like, it's okay. It's a hard language. <laughs> and that ends the episode. Yep, yep, yep. At least we're going out on a humorous note, considering things might not be so good for Ross and Rachel next time we see Ooh, them. Ooh, yep. I say might, because you have no way of knowing how this will go. Indeed. But, until we get to that... Let's go over what we thought about this episode. Chris, what did you think? Man, as much as this episode's 
kind of heartbreaking and half and half, I liked it a lot. I thought that there was a little bit of balance between funny and sad, right? You know, Ross and Rachel, obviously this episode focuses on their little love thing going on. But me personally, I just didn't like the fact that they had to add Mark still in this episode. Like it wasn't really much of him needed, but I guess I can kind of see why they did that. Plot device. Right. Um, as far as Joey and Chandler, obviously they knew that there wasn't a threesome that was about to happen. I don't know if they knew. <laughs> they looked pretty sure of themselves. <laughs> you know, until the Dr. Dinosaur walked into the room and changed the whole game. Yeah, apparently the copy girl is into that. So. We're back. A Ross tale. Yep, yep. And then the whole, you know, translator thing. Like, at first I thought, okay, cool, Monica, you're there to help Phoebe out. Help your friend out, you know. Let her enjoy her date. But then it ended up kind of turning the tables around. So kind of thought that was funny. Yeah, now it's more of a lesson in learning how to appreciate people's skill sets. (laughs) (laughs) But it was definitely um, a really good balanced episode. I am anxious and excited because I want to get to the two-parter already as well. Um, But that was my thoughts on this one. You, Jern? I mean, it's not really going to be much of a deviation, but... uh... I'm definitely going to lean more towards, I didn't really pull too many sad vibes, mainly because I know they're going to hit us heavier with like the second Mm -hmm. part, Mm -hmm. but uh, all the laughs were definitely on point. I gained a newfound appreciation for physical comedy, thanks to uh, (laughs) Phoebe's (laughs) Eastern European... That's, experience that's pretty funny i mean you don't see that a lot so but to be honest i pretty much agree with you on most sentiments on this one so not really too much to say that's going to be different hmm. all right everyone as always you know where you can find us every monday every friday we are here to entertain you with our insights into the 90s sitcom known as friends chris tell them where they can find us you can find us on our instagram page at the Barca lounge where we post our updates and when the episode releases, and all the listening platforms are listed on the bio. All right, everyone. Cruise through the rest of your week. Keep those sails flying high as long as you can. Don't let anyone stomp them out because you are a champion. And you will ride to victory with us this coming Friday. Well, I can't speak the most for Ross, but, eh, you know, we'll help everyone along the way. All right, everyone. On that note, we'll see you this Friday. And remember, we'll We'll be be there there for you.
Don't, don't you close the door on me. Don't you walk away. What do you mean that's the way I want it? That's the way you want it. That's the way I need it. Any way you want it. Uh, hello? No, you had your chance to speak. Now it's my turn to talk. Don't say. Uh. Your words don't mean a thing. Sir? No, no, don't you sir me, all right? We're having a moment right now. This is the time that I say my thing. I come to the office every day and bring you your snickerdoodle cookies, just like you asked. And today's our anniversary, and I just want to let you know that all sir? this time that you want to end this on a break? Sir? And another... Hi, it's just the postal service here. Just um, drop off your uh, mail. I'm sorry. Looks uh, like the person you're talking uh, to left uh, like... Uh, Three minutes ago. Uh, how much? How much of that did you hear? Uh, just enough. Um, um, oh, I'm okay. just gonna. Can you right. just sign for me, please? That, yeah, yeah, signature. Got it. Um, yeah. Have a good day. <sighs> we were on a break. <laughs>